Dishmonger. So um, I was actually born in England, but both my parents are Chinese, and so they came here like some 30 years ago um, to start a life here because uh, they figured it would be better for their kids. Um, so I was born in Bolton, lived there for a few years until I was like five or six, and um, kind of grew up in Manchester actually. And yeah, studied in Manchester, and eventually wanted to. Um, once I graduated from sixth form, I wanted to study in London because I've always wanted to come to the city and it's a really nice, I really love this area. So I studied here for another three years for video games, design and development. And then after those three years, I knew for sure that I wanted to stay here. So I decided to find a job. I mean, I've always loved, I've always loved food. So before I was born, my dad started here in a kitchen, work in a restaurant in China actually, just kind of as like a sous chef. So he's a very good cook, as you'd imagine. I mean, he was also originally a police officer. He came here with my mother, working at a restaurant for a while. Um, I'm not sure where actually. Uh, eventually they decided to just have a chippy and sell like Chinese takeaway on the side as well. So my mother, um, I want to say she's very passionate about food, but actually in recent years she's becoming to love it a lot more, she's cooking a lot more. But usually a lot of our meals as a, as a kid, it would be cooked by my dad. And my mum would help to like chop the vegetables and whatnot. I think in Chinese culture, I would say that it's just that everyone loves food equally. There's no real bias. My dad's dad, um, they grew up on a farm. Not a farm in the traditional sense, um, but actually more of like a, a personal farm and like just occasionally selling stuff off. Well, actually it's quite a common thing in China. Have your own little farm. You sell off any extra stuff that you have in like a local food market. And sometimes you might even like make a, make a dish out of it and sell it like that. And so for the most part, they... Um, actually, my uh, dad grew up in a poor environment. So not much money, lots of kids. The, his dad had to feed everybody. And that's kind of how I would say that Chinese cooking culture kind of stems from. Being poor and trying to make do with what you can. And so that's why when you go to China and you order something, usually it's like some weird body part, like pig's foot or fish organs. Because actually, a lot of the good parts went off to the emperors and the king. And so, um, yeah, a lot, of, um, a lot of what my dad learned how to cook was actually from his dad. My dad's dad knows a lot of um, very um, peculiar dishes because um, they are known as the um, Hakka people. Because China split off into a lot of like different tribes and families, um, different languages. The Hakka people in particular, they especially, um, they are quite well known for having um, lots of really, really good dishes. A lot of the cooking dish styles are like uh, slow stewed, but very flavorful and very tender meat. And I absolutely love uh, Hakka cooking. And actually my mum's uh, is kind of the all-encompassing all traditional sense of a mother. 
she loves cooking and cleaning and I suppose being motherly and usually meeting her means like her cooking dinner. I um, always loved those um, family moments we had sitting together eating food um, because the food was always good. We were always happy um, eating it together and yeah I remember as a kid I would uh, watch a lot of cooking shows, mostly the British ones. And I think that got me really interested into cooking. Um, my dad's cooking as well is, was a really big part of my life. But um, without being able to use a kitchen, I could only imagine kind of what the taste... But I think that in its own way has kind of helped me a lot because especially when I'm preparing a dish, I like to try and visualize how it'll taste first. Um, but the... Um, the moment when I really started getting into cooking was actually when I was 16. So a little bit more of a background. I grew up actually um, with my parents not really liking each other. And so they were always arguing and always, um, uh, always butting heads. And I suppose in a way that's why I really cherish those moments. And it was when I hit the age of 16 when they um, properly moved apart. And so my dad had to go to the countryside whilst my mother lived in Manchester. When I hit 16, I had to decide who I wanted to follow. I went with my dad. I knew he had a job and um, he could pay for my school fees and all that, but it also meant that um, he was quite far away from school. Um, it would mean that he would have to drive me one hour down and one hour up every day. And given his busy lifestyle, it was um, it wasn't very healthy for me. And so eventually he rented out a house for me in Manchester. And that's when I could finally use a kitchen. Living by myself at 16, I gotta, I gotta do something. Um, and so that's when I really started experimenting. All those TV shows I watched, all those meals I remember as a kid, I could finally give it a go. And I wasn't great at it. Actually, um, starting out, I Actually, I've always had a uh, passion for Chinese cooking. It's actually really difficult, especially get to get the proper ingredients. I was really interested in Chinese cuisine, but it's really hard to make proper Chinese food. Especially they come in bulk oftentimes, so to use it all. So, I mean, pasta was a lot easier to make. And uh, I started out with pasta a lot of the time. I don't think I really improved at all within the two years of high school into university. I think university is when I properly started exploring like different kinds of dishes, especially um, in my first year, um, living by myself, I could, um, and being more mature, wanting to kind of push my cooking capability a bit further. I mean, preparing a proper meal, I remember the first meal that I made that I actually liked. Um, because I think from 16 to 18, it was a lot of like trying to fry rice and doing it badly or like um, making pasta and adding too much cheese. Um, but I think the first proper meal, the, the one that actually resembled something was uh, actually a shepherd's pie because uh, I started watching like a lot of YouTube videos, uh, especially uh, there's one guy in the UK, I don't remember what his name is. Um, I think it's My Virgin Kitchen. Yeah, that's what it was called. Um, because he was also not a not a chef by any means, but he would Especially. look at recipes and like try and do them. And so I noticed how easy it was for him to do it. And his catchphrase was always, if I can do it, so can you. And so I made a shepherd's pie. I remember doing it the first time, making a huge batch of it, like a whole tray. 
I think enough for like Did you three share days. with anybody or not not the first time. Just for um, you, right? I wanted to try it first because obviously if I did a bad job, mm-hmm. uh, then I can't really give it to anybody. Mm-hmm. But I like to think I did pretty well the first time. Um, uh, and after that I started um, giving it to friends to try because uh, from there it's kind of like, oh is my how is my cooking? I want to see what other people think. Um, Did they have any confirmation? Yeah, they they loved it. Um, I mean, it's shepherd's pie. It's a very British dish that is very traditional. You get some good quality beef. Um, you cook it through with vegetables that you like. Uh, add some beef stock um, and add some paprika, uh, tomato paste, uh, Worcestershire sauce, and you add a bit of flour to thicken the sauce as well. Uh, and you've basically got the first half ready. Then the next part is just making mashed potatoes. Um, and also making sure that you uh, cook off the beef sauce enough that the potatoes don't sink in, which mm-hmm. is something that I did a lot uh, after my first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not realizing that having too much sauce is actually a bad thing. So that was the secret, right? Yeah. Uh, otherwise the uh, potatoes would uh, sink in the mash. Um, I have a lot of stories. Um, Especially one of my favorite stories that I think really kicked off why I wanted to make food. Um, it was when I um, first visited my mother um, since starting university. So from my ages to 16 to 18, I did sixth form, which is like college. Actually, there was a period in sixth form where I lived with my mother because mm-hmm. obviously renting a house isn't efficient at all. Um, but. When I went down to university, obviously being in London, it was quite far away from, from Manchester. And I remember coming down for the first time in summer and going to visit my mum. And I was really excited to kind of test some of my dishes um, because I went from shepherd's pie to lasagna, which everyone loves lasagna. Uh, but to make it properly, like with uh, pasta sheets and uh, making the sauce from scratch, as well as the white sauce, I think is um, a bit of a step up for someone who home cooked. Eventually from there, I started experimenting a bit more. Mm-hmm. So I would revisit some of my old really crappy dishes and improve on them. Eventually got to the point where I kind of, um, I wouldn't say invented my own dish, but kind of put my own spin to a tomato spaghetti. Because usually when you make a tomato base for spaghetti, you, um, you first put the tomatoes into a big pan and you, um, you heat them up with um, a bit of oil uh, so that you can take off the skins because the skins are a bit too chewy in the pasta. And then from there you add like basil, parmesan, um, and maybe some olives if you're feeling it, and garlic. That's kind of the basic to tomato sauce and also a lot of olive oil. Um, but I wanted to keep the skins and so I would painstakingly chop every single tomato to like a pulp. then kind of fry them together with onions and garlic. And then I would add the olives and also the basil near the end. This was the first dish that I made, which I kind of thought of in my own head, even though it's quite a common dish. What to see my mom um, to, to make the spaghetti dish. And actually at that stage, um, I was quite sneaky. I had bought my own kitchen knife. Using um, some money I had saved up, but it was about like a hundred quid. Even till now, I 
kind of recognize as my first knife. Having a proper chef knife and a good knife should balance by the, um, where the handle connects to the knife. It should balance perfectly on your finger. But a lot of the cheap knives, you might have to like hold it from like the blade, but at the same time, you don't want it to be all on the handle because you need that leverage to kind of cut things through. But when I went to my mom's place after a really long while, and I once uh, cooked this tomato dish for her. She actually ended up crying. First dish that um, she had had from any of like um, her children. And actually for a parent, I, I would later find out uh, in, uh, later, uh, later, or later down. I'm not sure if it's like a Chinese culture thing, but um, that's kind of been the dream of my dad as well, to finally eat something that feel his, uh, his children have made for him. Um, and yeah, so when I, when I made that spaghetti dish, I think it turned out quite well. And she was, she was really happy to add to it. Um, because as I said earlier, she wasn't like very much into cooking at all. Whenever she would make food, it would be very much like boil some vegetables, maybe boil some spaghetti, um, not really adding any salt and just eating as it is. I think for her as well, she, she realized that she wanted to kind of get better at cooking as well. Whenever I do visit her nowadays, I am, uh, uh, she's often actually cooking for me because oftentimes I would be cooking for her whenever I came down. Uh, but now she's a lot more confident with her cooking, always has that motherly touch to it. And it's always that very familiar taste that I don't think I'd ever be able to replicate. Um, I have tried cooking some of the dishes that she's made before and it's, it doesn't taste the same. Actually, sometimes we do cook together. It's usually her pudding stuff for me though, if I'm cooking. And whenever she cooks, she just tells me to back off. It's, it's her day. But yeah, that was a very, that was a very big turning point for me as someone who loves cooking. And especially that whole like being together as a family, enjoying food together, um, seeing someone enjoy the dish that I made so so much to stop crying and to be to be able to be happy about it together was quite a turning point. I would say from there that um, you know that's kind of why I love cooking for other people. Um, you know, being able to sit together, eat a meal together. Especially when you're just eating by yourself, oftentimes it's just for sustenance. Uh, maybe you're like experimenting with the dish. Uh, maybe you're maybe you're trying something new. Maybe you're trying to treat yourself. But at the end of the day, you're very much just by yourself. Um, but being able to enjoy that same dish with other people, sometimes um, at university, I would bring like a whole a whole bag of sandwiches in. Another another kind of dish that I made myself was. Um, tuna and sweet corn sandwiches. So I guess it's cooking in, in a loose sense. When you're preparing a bunch of sandwiches the day before, for a large group of people, you want to make it, you, make, you want to make sure it's right. You're not, you're not just making it for yourself. If it turns out bad, then you're okay with that. You, something is on the line. Canned tuna, um, maybe just a pack of four. Um, Particularly the ones in spring water, because I find the one, ones with oil in them is a bit too oily and it sticks to the tuna and it doesn't yeah. really blend well with the mayonnaise. You strain all the water out, pull um, them into a bowl, and then you mix in uh, maybe six parts mayonnaise and one part yellow mustard. That yellow mustard really gives it a nice kick, um, but if you add too much, obviously it's, uh, it, it doesn't taste as good. It, 
it's becomes a bit too overpowering, so that's why you have to add a lot of mayonnaise. Also, Dijon mustard works just fine. And then you take a can of uh, sweet corn, strain them out, um, and pop those in, and then add a bit of salt and add a bit of pepper. And it's really quite simple. Make sure you uh, mix it up quite well. Just use any bread you like. Um, I generally prefer to use seed bread though, or um, or at least I tend to avoid like hard breads like sourdough or rye bread because it's. Uh, I think some people like it, but I don't think it's for everybody to have to chew through. That's basically it. Put them on between two slices of bread, cut them up, and yeah, everyone loved it. Dishmonger.